on tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk. National Guard criminals, Tupperware, a prankster shot, John Lennon's lost weekend, and succession. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. And what is up with our National Guard lately? It's been a bad week for them, hasn't it? We all saw the guy get arrested for leaking the documents online to impress his buddies. And you never hear anything from like the National Guard. No. It's like the um it's like the co- excuse me, like the Coast Guard. Like you yeah. never hear anything. So it's kind of surprising when you do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just been a double bad week for them cuz I just I was telling you about um a Tennessee Air National Guardsman named Hosea Garcia was arrested after he attempted to get a job on the fake website rentahitman.com. Good job, Jose. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Um, he said he needed money to support his family. So he's going to kill people. Yeah. For and money. the thing was, it was a parody website, and he contacted them with a resume. And then the police got involved. And let's see. Let's see. He made contact with the site in February. Um, and he was interested in obtaining employment as a hitman. So he sent him a resume. And then they started. Like talking to him? Yeah. Yeah. Like see how serious this dumbass yeah, is? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then an undercover FBI agent was assigned to pose, you know, and and keep talking with this fella, and eventually <laughs> they agreed to meet and discuss a potential target for five thousand dollars. And that's when they're like, "Yeah, we gotta arrest this fella." It's like dumb crook news, except like like this is major. Like he could have yeah. killed somebody. He would have killed somebody. He would have for five thousand dollars. For five thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I I read the article about that a little bit, and I saw, too, where it was a, quote, parody website. What the yeah. hell does that even mean? And who would put up a a parody? A parody, to me, makes it sound like a joke, right, or a, something funny. Well, yeah, all right. Well, here's here's the answer to this, actually, from the New York Post. Yeah. Uh, Rentahitman was created in 2005 by four friends attempting to create a cybersecurity company as it was a play on the words with rent as in hire us hit as in network traffic and men because there were four of us whatever <laughs> so it was not meant to be like a hitman company or anything like that it was just extremely poor yeah marketing. a cybernet uh, a cyber security company so this is probably the worst place in the world you could send your hitman resume to because, of course, they send it directly to their contacts at FBI. Oh, goodness sakes. Uh, uh, I'm glad some of these dummies get caught. Yeah, before they, they are released onto the world. You know, one thing I'll say, I know that we have kind of a revolving door, seems like, on mm-hmm. on criminals like, I don't see how we could build enough prisons to put people behind bars. There's so many, there's so many lawbreakers, and 
serious lawbreakers that would yeah. that I would think would deserve. Well, this some I mean, time. this goes on to to talk about more Goodness people sakes. that have sent you know have had contact with. Hmm. Um, you know, careers form and all this on this rent a hitman. And there was a, a Michigan woman that attempted to hire a hitman there. And it, they, she ended up going to jail. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea for the FBI or the police just to set up some fake sites like this to catch some of these people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to get some idiots like this, right? I wonder how many there are that exist that we don't know about, and they probably don't publish them because it's on the dark web or somewhere deep. Yeah, some secret site we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me at all because, I mean, let's face it. We watched um, To Catch a Criminal or To Catch a Predator for years with um pedophiles yeah yeah and there's obviously a huge market out there for stupid criminals the only thing i'll say that even though if they arrest them and they get like very little jail time or whatever at least there at least there is a record yeah and now it's easier to search and find if people have a record yeah so at least there's that I will say that that is that's the new scarlet letter of our society, and I'm glad. I mean, you know, we're not going to rent to felons. No, no, and certainly not. We've had our run-ins with these idiots. I mean, yeah, financial felons or violent ones or pedophilic ones by the park or something like that. Yeah. Um. So at least, at least they'll go on a record. I guess what I'm trying to say. So yeah. Catch yeah, as many of them as you can. If we don't have enough prisons, whatever, then at least it's on their record. At least there's that. Yeah. God, we've got to fix shit in our society, though, so that we're not making so many of these stupid criminals. You know. Uh, it's I, just, I, we seem to be producing them faster and faster. Or is it just that we get the news of it quicker? You know, I, I don't know. As you're saying this story, it's making me think the same kind of line of thought. Like, I, I mean, I get it. We all break. I've thought about this. We we all break the law every single day. Every person in our society that drives a car breaks the law every day. Everybody speeds over the speed limit some. Rolls Not, through a stop rolls light. Rolls through a rolling stop sign, something. Yeah. So, yeah. So every single day, somebody breaks the law. I get that. But at what point, like, like there are so many people breaking major laws, though, that I don't know. It just seems scary. It does. It does. and Like robbery and theft and things that are absolutely. Like, people are more desperate. Like, and, and have less to lose uh, maybe i think that's part of it you you can't people who are already barely surviving do they really give a crap about breaking most laws no they no they don't let's just take something like shoplifting like that's not super hurting but it's just so obviously wrong it, I mean, it's as wrong as it can possibly be. Dishonest, stealing. Like, I just don't understand how 
anybody does that. Over the age of, let's just say, 16 or 17, give somebody a leeway. Even then, I think it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, but benefit of the doubt, all right, you, know, you don't, your moral compass isn't exactly totally calibrated yet. But as an adult, uh-huh. who the fuck does this? I mean, what adult goes into Walmart and comes out with a fucking TV without paying for it? Who are these fucking assholes? Uh, some of them are organized Ugh. rings, theft rings. Uh, I just saw this morning that I think it was in California. They arrested two brothers that their entire operation was stealing DeWalt tools. They stole high-end specialty tools and resold them. So they had been... And what they did was they they realized this was a racket. So they followed them. They recorded them. They got them over and over and over again until it was an unavoidable felony for both of them and everybody involved. And they even got the stores involved to identify their own merchandise. And sometimes that is absolutely 100% the right thing to do. But it's really sad because there are a lot of stores, not just like mom and pop stores. There are stores, uh, box stores, everybody is just shutting down because it's not worth it. People still without any repercussion. And that's awful. And I see a difference. Like if somebody was stealing food, and I've been there. I've been that poor. If somebody's stealing food, I am 100% looking the other way. If somebody's stealing a television, they're a fucking thief. Like there's a difference. There's survival and there's, this is their job. There's different levels and everybody has a different situation. I I, I mean, you can micro create a scenario to justify anybody. Any action. I I agree. I agree. But I mean, we just, or I just read this, we talked about on the last podcast, uh, this Loretta Lynn book. And it's absolutely the first at least 100 pages is just straight up a history of Appalachia in the early 1900s. And if those, I mean, it just, it's just another thing that made me think, which I try on a daily basis anyway, of just how lucky we have it. Yeah. And I mean by we, I mean all those people out there who are stealing, even if they're stealing food, frankly, but whatever anybody that thinks they have it rough they just fucking don't i'm sorry you don't you have by all means most people 99 percent of people have running water for example Mm -hmm. just that running water electricity tvs video games microwaves all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. and they just have if you're housed yeah yeah and we've talked about that if you're not housed if i get some of them are mentally ill but Mm -hmm. you can go down and just sign up for things and they will give you food stamps and all kinds of shit to try to help you i don't i just i'll never understand that mentality i just won't you know i i I, I don't want to argue with you on this or anything but i saw a great video on this this morning and it's fresh in my mind 
and I'd like to talk about it a little That's bit, it. like as a side quest here. Sure. But um, it was talking about how Finland is solving their homeless crisis. Yep. And they've dropped from like something like 20, like two, the year 2000, they had like 80,000 homeless people. And then the, like the year 2020, they've only got like 2,000, or I'm sorry, like 20,000 homeless people. Uh, what they do? So they've cut it like in a quarter. The way the rest of the world handled the homeless situation is like first you have to integrate into society and get clean if you're you know abusing drugs or alcohol and then you can find money and a home finland turned it the other way around okay they put all of their alcoholics and drug addicts and everybody else they put them in basically state-run like independent housing units like every person or every family has their own unit okay and they'll have up to a hundred people in a building with a staff of about 20 to take care of them so basically like a government-run personal care home. Exactly. Huge personal care homes to get them back on the right track. Um, and the only thing is they, they all pay some small amount of rent. So, you know, they're encouraged Something. to, you know, go out Even and get a job of some sort. Sure. Like it's it's it's, Even if it's twenty bucks a month. It's minuscule, but something. it's 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 something that requires. Well, that's a psychological thing. Yeah, you have to charge something. Exactly. I don't care. Like I don't care if it's twenty five bucks a month. You've got to do something. But it has cut their homeless well, population in a quarter because people can function like that. Like and 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 they were talking about, hey, you're you're asking people who are homeless and on the street. To do something like give up their their drug, their alcohol, whatever it is, their mental illness, like you want them to fix that. And most times somebody living in a house comfortably can't even do that. So they're in an even worse situation and you're asking them to do something that someone sitting in a comfortable situation would have a very hard time doing. And. And I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. I can see that. You know, and I can kind of see how the, 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 the way Finland is doing it is, yes, there is an ongoing expenditure on their homeless population, but I forget how much less it is. It's actually way less with what they've invested here, and they don't have the mental health issues that we obviously have here. Since they have so yeah. many therapists, and you know, it's it's just a different culture. Well, in my former career, I was in personal care homes quite a bit, and at least um, at least the state of Kentucky has really, through various regulations, basically they've gone out of favor. Yeah, and I always thought like like we've talked about it before. I always thought that would be a decent option. The personal care homes that I went to. I mean, there might be 50 or 60 people in there, and they're adults, and it's all level. Some of them are mentally handicapped. Some of them have mental problems, and some of them are just straight, seemingly intelligent people that would be homeless if it wasn't for this personal care home. Yeah. And they seem to kind of thrive in there with with a little bit of structure. Yeah. 
Here's when you come to breakfast. Here's when you come to lunch. Come to dinner. In between, go watch TV, play video games, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the owner of this personal care home got a little check mm-hmm. from, you know, on behalf of each person. Yeah. So they made a little bit of money, but not, you know, they weren't raking it in. No. But they no. made some money. I, I thought it was a pretty good system. But whatever. I, yeah, there just don't seem to be. Maybe the pendulum will swing back the other direction. Around, you know, around here right now, um, there was one just recently locally that closed. So I don't know where those folks went to. I think they're, again, I think the state in general, they're just so out of favor. They want them all to close. Yeah. I, I think once, you know, they, you know how they do. They can make regulations. They can make, they can cut the pay. They can do all kinds of stuff to stop you from having it if they want to anyway it seems like what's going on like what i don't understand what the motivation would be besides cruelty i i don't either we are in kentucky um, and it's i i don't know i just got the idea it was going out of favor but there you yeah. go in finland it, maybe that's a i'm sure somebody will do some studies and the pendulum will swing the other way and they're like we need more of this and then that's the be then it'll be a thing again i Ooh. hope so Who i knows? sure hope so that sounds reasonable well anyway so uh we're talking about that national guardsman yeah yeah the other guy went crazy is the guy at, <laughs> what the, another idiot mm-hmm. leaked classified documents on ukraine to his stupid gamer buddies on discord what is discord it's a it's a chat room it's a chat room okay good job jackass yeah yeah i'm sure that everybody in america is real impressed he's up for 15 years in prison um military prison holy cow Ooh. and (laughs) for what like why? I don't know. Bragging rights. He's impressing. Oh, jeez. You I, know, and I don't. Need, I mean, wouldn't that be the first damn thing that they tell you? Like, who could not have that kind of common sense not to do that? Like, even if you thought it was something, well, this is minuscule. Nobody'll. This won't hurt anybody. I'm just going to do. How could you not know the risk you are taking? With people's lives and your own life, and, and like, and and there's not a lot. Well, I mean, there's always something going on, but it's kind of light news lately, as at least on my mm-hmm. radar. Yeah, like this Bud Light thing is getting an enormous amount of. I'm like, you know, really, is it that big a deal? So I feel like this guy did this at exactly the wrong time for the entire country to like to just to focus and to latch him. onto him. Yes, yes, and, every different. Every news channel in the world is like, thankfully, we have something to leech on to. Yeah, we have a new guy to hate. And we've got to fill 24 hours of hate. It's a new hate week. Here's our guy this week. <laughs> and he's a good one. <laughs> and, you know, at least, was his name, Julian Assange, you know, he... Well, there was a purpose. He was a whistleblower. This is just a dumbass. Yeah, he... Right. I think... At least what I know of that, yeah. In the song, he, like he edited actually and made sure, at least in his mind, that there was nothing. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing being leaked that would hurt somebody. It was just more like you said. I feel like he was just more of a whistleblower. Yeah. Which you know, he he did do some, frankly, a little bit of good with that. 
when when people when people are saying no, the government can listen to every conversation you have. And people are like, no, nah, they don't do that. He's like, he's like, yeah, they do. Here's, yeah, here it is. is. Here's every conversation yeah. you've ever had. Here you go. Here's the code. Here's the computer. You know, all the computer codes. This is exactly how it works. And yeah, they can record you and have been recording you for years. Which is funny because there was that. And then this guy went for months, you know, spilling the beans to his group on Discord mm-hmm. before anybody called him. And I think it was because one of his buddies turned him in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly, I, it, but you're I, right. I don't it, know the whole story, but it's like, but it was on there. Somebody a while. have been listening, and I saw a bit of a, a news blurb this morning too about like the ass covering the higher ups. They were like, "Well, he has a security clearance, but we might not catch everything online with someone's online and social media presence with our standard security clearance." criteria and it's like uh oh my god like that should be the first thing that they check i mean i know when i hired people the first thing we did was get online on somebody else's facebook and look and see how stupid they were right (laughs) well he certainly yeah he he certainly good job jackass yeah the next 15 years in jail stupid While they make an example out of you for every other person in the military, like, see, there's the guy. Yeah. You want to look like that guy? Like, he is absolutely going to be there. The poster child for, yeah, for a long time, I think. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, So you said Tupperware might be going out of business. Yeah. I actually think I saw that article, but didn't really read it. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently, they are really, really struggling financially. (laughs) Well, imagine that. I they mean, had a, like a renaissance during COVID because did. everybody was becoming a stay-at-home chef. So they... Is their model still that, uh, what's the word for it? Like Pampered Chef. Multi-level marketing. Yes. Having the party. Yes, it kind of is. And I... Which I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I just wonder yeah. if that's still their model. Yeah. I think that if Pampered Chef absorbed them, that would be a marriage made in heaven. It's not a bad idea. Like, so I, I should get on that. I would totally buy Tupperware from Pampered Chef. Like, it's just one of those things where, yes, you're paying a whole lot of money, and yes, the hostess is going to aggravate the shit out of you to have your own party and make all of your friends feel guilty and buy something. But it's so worth it to get that perfect can opener. <laughs> I have to admit, I warmed up to your can opener. I did not care for it at first, but I did warm up to it. And then it broke. It broke. We need a new one. We need to find a pamper. But we don't, somebody. we don't want somebody to contact us for a party. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Mm. Nobody wants, wants to. Well, I, you know, I think. I think you're about to hit on something. Just in general, people don't talk as much. They're not as social. I, I don't think these younger kids are. Yeah, I don't feel like they are. Definitely. So for them to to have a a party where you go and people like interact with each other, <laughs> I could be like, and then oh my god, and then they're going to ask you to actually buy something. Holy shit. Their little brains would just short circuit. I think they would. And I, I don't think 
the younger generation it is all i don't think they're doing it i just don't think they are i, I don't know <laughs> i think that's the to, problem to me it's an image thing i mean yeah. what, what comes to i mean what comes to your mind top of the mind thinking when you hear the word tupperware grandma yeah i i think of 70s yeah yeah, I Grandma it, had tons of Tupperware. Yeah, I, I think of just seventies, outdated, old. I think of it as a joke on um, what's that Bill Burr show that I like? Uh, F is for family. F is for family. The marvelous Miss Maisel. There was a Tupperware tie-in with that show. Yeah, it's just all yeah. tied into the seventies. Same feeling I get like when I hear the word Avon. Uh huh. Don't you get the same kind? It's of It's exactly the same vibe. It is. Right. It is. It's it's seventies, early eighties. It they just never were able to keep up. I guess. No. Well, and, and come on, Walmart has an entire damn aisle of uh, basically cheap plastic. Yeah. Cheap plastic storage things. Yeah. It's hard to compete with that. It is, but I still like Tupperware for some things. And it's always funny to me to think about Tupperware. I've got a Tupperware story. I don't think I've ever it's told this one. But it's like Petra's crazy childhood story time. I think that should become a normal part of our show. Well, it could be. It could be. All right. There was one summer long, long ago when I took, like, I don't know how I got permission to get away. I was probably about eight or ten years old but i took my mom's good tupperware with me and went and caught frogs and newts oh and frogs in the tupperware yes yes so each one had their own little tupperware container like their own little aquarium and everything and you know i i have all of them in my little playhouse it's no longer full of spiders and mom comes looking for a tupperware and finds it and she threw it all in the river all the Tupperware in the river? Yes. Uh, frogs, newts, and all. Threw it all in the river. I at least got her to take the lids off. I don't think they'd make it. But, yeah, she was not happy about me using her Tupperware. I think your Tupperware would have been an excellent <laughs> specimen holder. I think that was a good choice. And she never let me live it down because it was real Tupperware. You know, so it had cost that money. That seems a bit excessive. It was that. Come that, on. Oh, yeah. It could have been washed out. Oh, or absolutely. Whatever. Bleach it or whatever. But no, she was absolutely hysterical about it. Well, like screaming sure. psycho hysterical about her Tupperware. And for years, every time she picked up Tupperware that like we didn't have the full set anymore because Patrick caught frogs in the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Petra crazy family story. Poor Petra. <laughs> you got to laugh about this. Come on. This is my chance to be a stand-up comedian about my tragic childhood. I agree. I'm laughing about it. It's hilarious. You should have seen the crazy woman standing on the riverbank, chucking salamanders and frogs out and throwing the lids across the river and everything else, littering like a crazy woman. Hollered at a kid the whole time. Nah, I'm I mean, sure. it's absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, it's just so excessive. Oh, well. 
That's your mom. It is. You know, and, and it does me good to tell these stories and to laugh it's about good. it. Absolutely. It is you my, Absolutely. It is my chance to be yes. a stand-up comedian about it, to laugh about it, to sh- because it is funny to me. And I didn't even realize good. that some of these stories were actually abuse yeah, until I was an adult. And it's nice to be able to genuinely have a laugh about it. So thank you for enduring. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dogs in the Tupperware. Dogs in the Tupperware. <laughs> uh, maybe they should go for that route in their marketing, you know? Maybe they should totally do an about face and do a, like, you know, market it for uh, – Lab specimens and or stuff like, like that. that. I think that would. I think that would be genius. I would love it. Going to that love world, it. maybe. Love I it. don't know. Yeah. Um, picking on <laughs> those other young people. Let's just stick with the young. Let's just stick with the young people. Our stupid theme for tonight. Okay. What What's the next? I'm sorry, one? you young people who aren't. I know all of you are not. No, I get it. Not Not by any means. But Lord. But. Come You've on. got some brethren that are just outrageous. God. <laughs> you you young people, like 30 and younger, who have just a few brain cells at work, you should be able to just fucking crush life. Yeah. You should be able to get all these other idiots to just give you their money, just hand it over to you <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Hell, like you that can, Futurama me. Here's yeah. my money. Yeah, just you could sell them oxygen or something stupid, like whatever. Pet rocks, Pet rocks. bring that back. Anyway, <laughs> so this YouTube Old people rant. <laughs> this YouTube people, yeah, has a YouTube channel called Classified Goons. Classified Goons, okay. This, already, doesn't that sound stupid? Yeah, this sounds like a guy I probably wouldn't want to know. Like his. Uh, of course, in this article, they go on to talk about his his mom or grandpa or whoever. Like, he's just the nicest kid. He wouldn't hurt anybody, blah, 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 blah. What'd he do? <laughs> well, he's 21, and he's recovering from surgery where they moved his gallbladder uh, because he was doing one of these pranks. He, uh-huh. It's almost he's trying to be... Well, it's just a prank show, I guess. Is it like Johnny Knoxville I think, Jackass? I think, they're, I think he's trying to be like that, but obviously more... I don't know, more abrasive, I guess. I guess oh, that's what you do. Oh, is he filming gotta... himself, like, blowing on people behind him in the stores yes. and squirting I, water? And... One of his videos is entitled, quote, Barking in People's Ears. Oh. How about that? This is somebody that I would probably get in trouble for, like, a throwdown in Walmart. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, it's... Uh, we're all on edge anyway. Yeah. I'm ready to freaking shoot somebody that fucks with me the next time. I oh, mean, you're packing heat, so. I carry a gun all the time now. I've had renter run-ins with people who I'm not going to be assaulted again and get hurt. There's not. 100% self-defense. 100% self-defense. I'm not looking to hire a hitman. No. But, no. Uh, but I am going to. But living in fear sucks. And right now we are living in fear. And I've been a I've been an instructor for concealed weapons classes Yeah. myself. And yeah. I've taken, as an adult, classes. I know how to handle a gun. So I'm not one of these idiots. Yeah. You know, I'm not yes. going to go in, shoot up the place. But at the same time, I'm keeping some for protection. I don't mind. Anyway, what this guy did was, quote, 
he was putting a phone in somebody's face and it was saying things in another language. Okay. So, all right. So, again, it's like the barking in your ear. Yeah. He's got a phone. He's got it set to speak a different language and he's shoving it in, in this guy's face. Okay. He's, he's, he's basically in that guy's personal bubble. The guy slapped it away twice. Okay. So physically slapped it away. Get this out of my face twice. Yeah. The third time he did it, he shot him in the stomach. Okay. Totally justified for I'm concerned. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Come on. I mean, at some point, leave me the fuck alone. What? Right? I told you about a guy like this Damn was during the, the height of, of COVID that he wasn't wearing a mask in the store and he wanted to chase me down to talk to me while I was wearing a mask. And this was pre-vaccine. We're all scared to be there, all that kind of weird right. stuff. You know, it's incredibly scary in a grocery store when somebody's it's it's scary. not respecting you and following you and fucking with you. That's horrible. Well, of course it is. It's scary in any situation. That's what led to my fight, assault, whatever. That was the first thing that happened. Was I pulled a cell phone out and he knocked it out of my hand. Yeah. As soon as that happens, yeah, you're you might as well start swinging because something's going to happen. Yeah. Either you're going to sit there and let him hit you first, or you better start swinging or pull a gun out and start. Backing up. Start backing up and saying, I got a gun, and if you take another step, I will absolutely shoot you. But but when somebody physically does something like that, yes, something's about to happen. Yeah. And I am absolutely, this guy's name was Tanner Cook. So screw you, Tanner Cook. I'm inclined to run, but sometimes it's hard to get away. And, yeah, that's awful. That's awful. And yeah. is he going to be charged with anything? Or is the guy who shot him going to be charged? I didn't or? say. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Ugh. Hopefully not. I hope not. Says so it's kind of an ongoing investigation. So I don't get the feeling that it's a lot. So anyway, so you people out there, come on. Use some common sense, for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Of course, all of his family. He's been a prankster most of his life. He's just a giant teddy bear, but he picked the wrong guy to test something and be funny with, Michael Cook says. Yeah, whatever. That sounds like somebody that a lot of people hate. <laughs> My son is a good kid. This is from Jeremy Cook. That was his grandpa. My uh-huh. son is a good kid. He has a good heart. He's not mean. He's not a mean-spirited kid trying to go out there and hurt people, Jeremy Cook said. Well, then why is he touching people and making people slap things out of his hand because he's putting it in their face. Mm-hmm. Awful. These kids, this this under 25, I'm going to say under 25, like they think they have to be Instagram famous or they don't exist. Like likes and, and Instagram and YouTube and social media and how many followers do they how have, they measure themselves. I guess. I guess they just have to keep pushing it more and more and yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and they just do dumber and dumber shit, kids. Well, whatever. So there's that guy. Yeah. Congratulations. You no longer have a gallbladder. Right. And you almost died. So there's Rihanna that. Rihanna dummy. 
for being a dummy. And what else is going on? What else do I have for you? I feel like I had something else for you. There's a new documentary coming out from uh, on John Lennon. Yeah, tell me about this one. I like the Beatles, so uh, it's you're, inter- you're it's a in. Beatles fan. I'm, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Well, it's a uh, the name of the documentary is "The Lost Weekend: A Love Story," <laughs> and I think the reason it's called I'll summarize it some. The reason it's called "The Lost Weekend" is that's what John Lennon referred to it back in the day when he was apparently questioned about it by somebody. Uh huh. He just basically played it off like it was a fling with this person. That was a mm-hmm. weekend fling. Oh, okay. But this girl, and she's um, she's Asian descent also. Uh huh. So he had a he had a type. For you, you know, know what? That is that, but. that is something that has been stereotyped and like usually, you know, submissive Asian women are fetishized. Well, I don't know. I mean, he obviously is with Yoko, and yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, this girl was somehow, she was his former assistant. And when him and Yoko split up for a year, according to this article, in general, uh-huh. Yoko knew that, obviously, he's John Lennon, and yeah. he's going to go out and bang a million chicks. So Yoko is apparently the one who went to this girl. Uh-huh. Her name's May Pang. Uh-huh. So Yoko goes to May and says, hey, why don't you uh, cozy up to John there and you all hook up <laughs> so I can keep an eye on you two. <laughs> and so they did. And it turned into a year and a half long affair, apparently. And uh, like she was very close to him. They were ready to move in together. Dinner parties. There's a million pictures of her with all kinds of people. Yeah, um, it wasn't a weekend. It wasn't just a weekend. And then apparently when Yoko said, I don't know, somehow they reconciled. Yeah. And he then John broke it off with this girl, kind of. But then according to her, they still were kind of an item right till the end. So that'll be some interesting scoop on how that all went down. I- that was a complicated triangle, I bet. Right? Yeah. Well, that's her. So we'll see if this when this documentary comes out. But, yeah, I mean, there's tons of pictures. She has all kinds of them. There she is there with him there. There's a bunch of them here with her um, at different concerts. There's, yeah. There's with uh, at the Elton John concert. <laughs> and she also takes credit for getting him and Julian back together. She said they were really estranged until she came along. She takes credit for that. Well, so, you know, and you who knows? Maybe, well, who knows? Maybe she uh, she wants to get her story out there and get the story straight that I wasn't just a weekend fling. I was with him for a year. I had dinner with him and Paul McCartney and yeah. George Harrison. We went to concerts together and... We were going to buy a house together and blah, blah, blah. And so. Well, that's neat. That's a cool memoir. Yeah, it should be kind of interesting, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's a really tumultuous time of his life. It must be so odd to be a celebrity. Can you imagine their life? No. And I mean, especially somebody... As big as John Lennon back in the day. I mean, that's just as big as like 
Kanye West is today or yeah. Kim Kardashian or whoever the mega people are that people absolutely lose their mind yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you imagine dating that dude? What that would be like? Holy crap. Wow. You know, and, and pretty much any year you look back in history, there's probably a celebrity, you know, name. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's... You know, 10 or 20 every decade that are just like mega stars that you associate with that time period. And definitely the Beatles would be one of them. You know, Elvis, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the mega stars. The mega stars. Not uh, a good way to put it. Well, so, uh, yeah. So Yoko hooked them up and. Apparently, that's funny. <laughs> Might have been a mistake. I, I, I kind of want to read this now. That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It, it's an interesting little time period. He talked yeah. about moving back and forth from New York to different places, but he was afraid to. He was afraid to really move out of New York, apparently, because he'd lose his green card. Oh, okay. That was, that was something. Yeah. So. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, tell them what we've been watching lately on TV. We've actually found something we can both get into. Yeah, we've been liking, uh, you know, we're late to get into it, but uh, apparently a lot of it gives a lot of press. are starting it now, I think. Succession? Yeah. I think it's getting new press, and it's maybe on its last season and getting a lot of talk about the the last season, but we're still on season one. So you said your therapist said it's good family drama. Drama, 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 drama. It is. It is. Every character is frankly unlikable. Oh, they're horrible. Except poor Greg. And everybody just is awful to him every episode. They, and, I, and I keep saying it's like Game of Thrones. Like, who on Game of Thrones did everybody pick on? Oh, I know who it was. It was the guy in the... Uh, <laughs> Podrick was his name. Podrick, I think it was. It was. Um, it was I'm, Tyrion Squire. Well, uh, yeah, him. But I'm thinking more of a main character. Who was the guy in the Night Watch with Jon Snow? The studious guy. Oh, um, oh, I know who who you're talking about, and I can't think of his name right now. But you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Samuel yeah. Tarley. Yes, that's him. Yes, Sam. Like, everybody picked on him. He was a good guy, but everybody picked on him, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's And the it. Night's Watch, at least. Yeah, it was kind of vicious, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what Greg is, I think, in this succession. Yeah, he's just the... He's the kick dog. <laughs> he like, sure is. Like, he's the dog in the living room that everybody walks by and kicks yes. every time. And he never gets out of the front of the fireplace. They get him to do all the dirty work. No credit. Like, just, this this one episode, he just, like, snorted, like, tons of cocaine. Never done it before just to keep the other guy from doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other guy just basically made him do it. As a like, I'm gonna do this if you don't do it. Like this, yeah, mean stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's. Maybe uh, Greg eventually. Again, I I'm I'm gonna stick with my thing, my line of thinking that uh-huh. it's the same kind of Game of Thrones kind of mentality. Uh huh. Like all the characters have major flaws, if not downright unlikable. Yeah. 
and they're all trying to get the throne. Sooner or later, probably mm-hmm. this old dude's going to die, or or even if he doesn't, it's it's a race between these people to. Yeah, the, the children. Well, that's the whole name of the damn show is to Succession. succeed this guy. Yeah, exactly. So it is. I, I think it's, it's very the Game of Thrones. To, yeah, I think so too. But would it be something if Greg got the <laughs> if somehow Greg through the whole through four seasons somehow gets enough dirt on everybody and he just turns it all on? And he's the one that wins. <laughs> and he that somehow wins. That but, would be phenomenal. Good, that would be good for Greg. Well, now that'll give me something to root for. I can root for Greg. You can root for Greg. I tell you what, I love it because finally there are realistic family dynamics on television for me. Well, this is surely you can identify with some of this stuff oh in this. Oh my God, yes! That Arrested Development, <laughs> I love. Like it's both so of goofy. these shows are like it's finally there. Like it, and I just love it. Yeah, I love a, it. Yeah. I get a laugh at it. They do a good job making fun of that stuff. Yeah. They do. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. They well, do. this is this is very. It's dramatized, but if you just replaced. Fox News with a gas station in the middle of nowhere in southern West Virginia, it would be exactly the same kind of batshit crazy fight and backstabbing and stuff in my family. Uh, yeah, and and most shows that are popular, and you're right, this has four seasons now, so obviously it's pretty popular. Uh, people, there has to be a mass identifying yeah. with the show in some way. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think lots of families have maybe family business of some sort, even if it's a small one. And this is just drama taken to the extreme. Or just, and, you know, yeah. narcissism. There's a lot of personality disorders going on here, and it's going to be fun mm-hmm. to diagnose. Just families that, uh, I think I saw something the other day. I'm almost sure this was the number. It uh-huh. was astonishing. But it was like 60% of parents are supporting their kids in some way financially. It was like 60%. Yeah, I believe it. You know, either paying an electric bill or just flat out giving them money or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So that's 60% of people right there that if there's other siblings that you're kind of vying for your parents' money, even if it's just a little bit of money. You're right. I never thought about it that so, way. So there's a lot of this dynamic Holy going shit. on on yeah. a small level of on a smaller level. Yeah. See, I've always been the black sheep and just realized I was never going to get shit, so I didn't care. Well, and I'm I'm just and I'm so independent. Like I would, yeah. you know. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind a helping hand if I needed one for my parents. Obviously, for like for college, I needed one, and it was wonderful. But as an adult, I would have to be freaking, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I never, so I never got into that either. I never did. Yeah. I don't mean in a negative way. I just never cared what my parents had because I didn't want it. I didn't need it. Didn't want it, don't need it. Exactly. That was always my goal was independence. Yeah. Like I just, I like. (laughs) Until I was executor of dad's estate, I had no idea what he had. Exactly. And that's exactly. the way it fucking should be. It It is. I like having... It's none of kids' business what your uh, damn parents have. No. 
And it's, I mean, unless you're somehow business partners, I guess there's, again, you can create any kind of an example, but yeah, you're right. In general, you shouldn't give a shit what your parents own, especially if you're worried about them like spending money or something. (laughs) You know, so you're, so they're not going to leave anything. Oh, they're spending all their money. They're going to leave anything to me. Let's screw you. Oh, I hated hearing that. I've heard that in my family and then I didn't like that. That was gross. That was really gross. Well, we're already one thing in our family is, uh, you know, I don't want to say we're black sheep, but uh, we're not liked by some of my family members because we're not given money to when we die to nieces and nephews and them. (laughs) We're setting up a trust and giving it to somebody that freaking needs it. Oh, yeah. My my mom, who is dysfunctional, crazy, she, she thinks I should leave stuff to my brother's. And they're a few years younger than me, but not even, like, younger that the amount of time that women live longer than men younger. And I'm in much better health. You know, but we okay. Don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have kids, so it's easy for us to couch coach some of this. But I know there are people in the world that think the way we do. Yeah. I mean, specifically, one of my mentors I've never met is Warren Buffett. And yeah. he thinks this way, and I think exactly the same way. It's unbelievable to finally hear some people talk about this kind of stuff of, like, wh- why? Just because somebody hit the genetic lottery and just happened to be your kid, do they deserve to get gazillions Billions of dollars? Billions of dollars, yeah. You know, I mean, what the fuck good does that do for society or that person? Yeah. There's no good going to come of that. No, give give your kids the best start in life you possibly can. I think that yes. is a, a parent's responsibility. Absolutely, And that means a lot of things. It's a big-ass responsibility. Sure. And you shouldn't take that on just because, oh, well, I didn't start on Monday. Like, it's a big deal, a real big deal. It is. And if you can do that, you can give a child that start in life then hands off. Let the little birdie fly. Yeah, you know, right. that that's the only way they're going to be, you know, more successful than you. In other words, in other uh, other other way, you're just enabling. Yeah. What's the yeah. difference in that and some drug addict, and you're just enabling by giving them money to do whatever? I think though, a lot of people who do that, who pass on generational money, also use it as a control method. Absolutely. I think we're going to see a lot of that oh. in succession. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, oh, it's, yeah. It's a uh, you don't get it for free. <laughs> but, but average Joe who passes on maybe a house, car, maybe a little money in the bank. But mm-hmm. besides that, like what else? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they think their kids really need or want that bad. I don't know. I don't know. Like heirlooms would make more sense. Yeah. Really, if there was some particular, but that's not even a thing anymore. No. Like you talked about yeah. that with furniture and stuff. Nobody wants your old furniture. God, no. <laughs> they just don't. That china you've been saving forever. Nobody fucking wants that. I hate oh, to tell you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants it. I have been screamed at my entire life about China that is now being, I think, used in a restaurant. I mean, enjoy it. Yeah. You know, if you if you collect it and you enjoy it and you want to get it out for fancy occasions, fantastic. 
But just don't kid yourself that anybody else gives a shit about it. And don't try to force your kids to care. Right. And I'm not picking yeah. on China, but it, anything. Yeah. Whatever your anything, hobby is, just realize it's probably not their hobby. Well, uh, there's ways to pass it on and, and pass on some meaning. But just watch Succession for ways to really fuck up your kids. Well, I think the best, you know, and an ideal thing, and again, this is what we're doing, setting this up. Like, let's just say you are into China stuff uh-huh. and you love, love all that stuff. When you die, how about giving it to somebody, not necessarily your kid, but I don't know, some friend or a, yeah, or a first yeah. nephew you met at some reunion who's really into it. Like they're just as into it as you are. Yeah. Give it yeah. to them. You know, that would be, <laughs> that would be the right thing to do. And sometime this year, I'm 50 years old. I would really like to pass on my grandmother's Bible. To, you know, her grandchildren, her great grandchildren, excuse me, Mm -hmm. that are very religious. Like, I'm not very religious, but I went to church with her and inherited her Bible. And they're still very much in the church, and this would be a family heirloom to them with, you know, marriages and anniversaries and everything. The nice thing to do is to make sure that goes forward in the family before I pass on. That'd be nice. So You give them the Bible, and maybe somebody else will give you some Tupperware. (laughs) Maybe they'll pass on that heirloom to you. Yes. You can put all the frogs and newts you want in them. I think that would be glorious. That would be glorious. <laughs> I need some frogs. Get all right, frogs. everybody. Well, wait a minute. Where can they find us? Uh, we're at hillbillynerdtalk.com. And Twitter and Reddit. That's basically where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give you enough to... That's enough. Keep you entertained. Yeah, you can find us on on those two spots. You don't need fifty thousand places. We're not. We're not that social media. Exactly driven. <laughs> if you find us, you've found a, a little gem. Not that many people know about. Yeah, and we don't really make our living doing this. No, this is our hobby. So we can pretty much say what we want. Yes, exactly. Things. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.